It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Like, do you ever crave jello? If you saw it being served, would you? Um, if you saw it on the side of the road. Well, I would say in a buffet. I would say it's, but... it's, a middling, it's a middling option at a buffet, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, and so if the pie looked particularly bad, then okay. the jello would go to the top. You're a pie person? Yeah. Are I'm you? A pie person. What kind? Ooh, <laughs> um, it sort of, you know, it sort of runs on an annual cycle. Um, <laughs> You're a seasonal pie eater. I'm a seasonal <laughs> pie eater. Um, so spring, summer, I prefer, you know, like... Like a fruit pie? No. No? no uh, fruit pie is fall, winter. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give me, give me like a nice flaky crust. Yeah. And, and a one to two day old pie where mm. um, it's all like nice and like solidified. soaked in. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then other than that, it's um, imagine whatever pie you could find at the trashiest gas station <laughs> in the middle of nowhere <laughs> driving through Utah. And that's what I would prefer. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you bake pies? No, but my wife does. Your wife? I'm not surprised by that yeah. at all. Yeah. No, it works in my favor. Uh, yeah. Does she do the crust and everything, too? Yeah. Does she really? Yeah. Uh, she's oh, wow. a fantastic baker. Oh. And so um, she does a, an apple pie that's got like a four-inch tall Crust. Oh my gosh. And that's the one that I think about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up in the morning. <laughs> wow. It does make a good breakfast. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. It's it's fruit. Yeah. Put yeah. some cheese on it and it's like a meal. Oh there you go. Yeah. What kind of cheese do you put on? Like a brie? Uh usually just like a cheddar or something. Something nice and sharp. Do you sharp. melt it on there? Yes I do. Do you really? Yes I do. I know how to fancy. use a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can't do jello in the microwave. No. No, but I, you know, frankly, um, confession time, I've struggled to make Jell-O every time I've tried. I honestly was about to bring that up. It's really not, it's not always foolproof. The only times I've succeeded were, um, I used to make a dessert that was uh, red wine Mm. jelly. Okay. With uh, a a bavoir layering. A what? Uh, It's like like a vanilla custard... Oh, okay. Kind of a thing. Do you have to make that separately? Then? Yeah, you make them separately. Mm. You you put them in the fridge. You wait. You hang out. You do other stuff. Oh. You come back. You put in another yeah. layer of something, and then okay. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. Mom used to do like a pretzel crust underneath, mm-hmm. and I it was fine. Yeah. But Grandma came. <laughs> Grandma came from the generation where Jello everything. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, there's often a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. in in Grandma's Jello, so I don't eat a lot of Jello. Okay. Anymore. Okay. I don't really want celery. In my celery, jello. carrots. I've heard of olives and yeah. lime Jello. Well, there was a big portion of the '70s, wasn't there, where yeah. Jello yeah. and hot I heard dogs. People just made Jello mold and yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. What's I got that? quite turned off from that. What was it? Um, Terrine is like traditionally like vegetables and gelatin mm-hmm. and things like that, and it sounds awful. And yeah. as far as I can tell, it looks awful. But yeah. I think somehow we inherited that, and we were just like, "Oh, instant oh, sure. jello." Yeah. And add vegetables that no one likes behind <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> and now that people can't see them, uh, it'll be fine. It'll just be a boo surprise. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Mm-mm. No. Nope. No, I don't really want things floating. Well, not even floating. Like. Floaters, that's a word, that's a bad word. <laughs> that is <laughs> Floaters is not a... No. Floaters is on the list of bad words. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, bodies or iron filings in your eye in either wow. way. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we've discussed Jell-O now for almost five minutes straight. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it is one of those things that finds that kind of sweet spot between <laughs> liquid and solid, and so... yeah. And all the little physicists in us are just fascinated. So I don't really know that I have a physicist in me, but I think that may be because of Grandma's Jello. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lump, Grandma. Well, 
And grandma, I mean, speaking of pies, though, grandma is the pie baker. Mm-hmm. Like, she is pecan pie and yeah. everything made from scratch. I just never picked that up. I'm not a baker. I my, love to cook, but I'm not a baker. My grandmother made uh, fudge, Ooh. which was fantastic. Yeah. Until I realized that she was making it in the same pans that she used to make lye soap. <laughs> oh, my. Did it, <laughs> did it have a... I remember it being good. Yeah. I, I don't know that I was aware of, of any sort of internal bleeding at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just been really cleaned out afterward, you know? Probably true. Yeah. Like, wow, fudge was amazing. I was on the toilet for two hours. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, where else do you get your reading done? That is true. Do you think that there's anybody that doesn't, like, literally just find... You have a number two habit. Everybody does. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. yeah. I really believe that that's true. We have, let's disclose a lot of information <laughs> here, but no, we have, uh, the Dispatch puts out, I don't even know why we have the Dispatch. We canceled our subscription, like, I don't know, six months ago, and they still deliver mm-hmm. it, but pity delivery? I don't know. But they came, every year they come out with this book of all of the games that they feature. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's crosswords and, and uh, yeah, words. But <laughs> it's wonderful, and it's always there. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Fair enough. Yeah. Or you, or the phone. I know a lot of people now, sure. you know, Candy Crush on the toilet. But sure. Phone, th- yeah. Uh, I've found that my habits have gotten um, briefer and less reading-oriented because uh, we bought a house a couple of years ago that has a full-length mirror directly in front of the oh. toilet. Oh. Um, and oh. it's a it's an awkward situation, yeah. so I... You get the business done a little quicker. I go quickly, yeah. That's not bad. I mean, no. it's probably healthier. Uh, I don't know if it's healthier. It's slightly stress-inducing. <laughs> when you have to watch yourself. Yeah, and being backlighted, it, yeah. Oh, gosh. Right. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Maybe you should cover it. You could get, like, a set of blinds that will sit on the top, and it's like, it's number two time. Let's bring the bring the blinds I down. don't know, but I feel like that might be weirder. <laughs> Is there a peeper? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I need to. I need to hide from my doppelganger neighbor. You have a doppelganger neighbor? No, just in the mirror. Oh, oh, in the mirror. Yeah. Okay. yeah wow. Yeah. I apparently did have a doppelganger in German Village uh, really? for a while, like 15 years ago, because I kept going into uh, coffee shops mm-hmm. or the like, and people would say, "Oh, hey, how are you? How's your dog?" And I said, "I don't have a dog." And the would insist that I did. Yeah. Um, and say, no, you were just in here yesterday with your dog. Um, and this went on for probably a year. Oh, wow. Um, and found out from someone that I went to high school with that they had a neighbor who did apparently look uh, like me and had a dog. So it wasn't just um, people And then you tracked me. him down and killed him, I'm assuming, correct? No, no, I think, he, I think he got promoted to oh. a fancier job somewhere oh. and left German Village. Well, wow. that's good. There should only be one of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Philip J. Hickman, how are you? I'm doing all right. What's the J you? for? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, James. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you allowed to say? Well, no, it's a state like, secret. I'm sorry. It might be. Yeah. No. You don't know. No. You never know anymore. Never know. I never mostly know. keep it there to uh, to keep the option of going to PJ if I ever want to. Do you, were you ever? No. Oh. Do no. you want to be? No. When you're like 85. No. Oh. I think that's the worst time to be a PJ, isn't it? Hi, I'm PJ. Where's Magello? <laughs> no, I um, had uh, an incident. Uh, actually, at our, our wedding, our wedding invitations uh, were sent out, and somehow my first and middle names were reversed. And oh. um, a lot of people who didn't know me at our wedding reception kept addressing me as Jim. Oh, it's Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. And so it was like, you've gone too far. I would I would understand James because that's what the invitation said. But, yeah. Um, but don't shorten yeah. it on your own accord. Let's not. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy. Right. You really don't look like a Jimmy. I'll give you that much. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And shortening James never made much sense to me either because, like, it's a single syllable. So, like, right. what are you shortening? Just the writing of it? Yeah. I mean, like, if you're spe- speaking that, you're not saving yourself any time or anything. Well, it's like Jack being a uh, a nickname yeah. for John. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I don't understand I've that never because your Jack that. is straight up. Jack, yeah, he's Jack. Right? Yeah. yeah, well, Jackson. He is Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but John. Going <laughs> but he doesn't actually believe that either. Like you say, oh. your name's Jackson. He's like, no, my name's Jack. And you're like, okay, you'll well, figure it out. <laughs> he's also five. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> I found out recently that the uh, that the actual proper uh, diminutive for Philip is Pip. And, oh my! And I'm like, you know what? I might have tried that. Yeah. If I had started, you know, like 35 years ago, mm-hmm. and it was also <laughs> in London, also yeah. in the 1820s. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think it's too late. I don't know. Tomorrow's mm. a new day. I don't know. I have business cards printed already. Okay, well, yeah. When those run out, though. When those run out and I move to a different town and don't know anyone. <laughs> with a dog. With a dog, apparently. Who the hell is yeah. Pip? <laughs> Pip. Pip. Hmm. But you only have one L in your name. Yes. Was that a choice? Uh, not mine. I know. I mean, clearly not yours. But <laughs> what What was the decision on that? Um, as I understand it from my father, um, who was a... Um, he is still is a mm-hmm. uh, doctor of church history. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I was named for a fifteenth, sixteenth century German theologian and educational reformer. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I almost ended up with the middle name uh, Melanchthon. Uh, oh, I'm my. sorry. What? Uh, exactly. Um, um, I can't spell it. Wow! Uh, but I think what's my, the shortening for that one? I don't know. Melly? Melly, yeah. <laughs> I could have gone, eh, eh. Melly might have worked at one point, but I'm not sure I could do that. No. It seems sprightly. Melly. Yeah. Yeah. I think people that, w- my sister's Melissa. Okay. And I think for her, the yeah. biggest insult was being called Mel. She yeah. said, I don't own a diner. Right. Don't call me Mel. Right. With my so. daughter, Polly, my sister was trying to make Paul's happen, and I'm like, mm, no. 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 <laughs> Certain nicknames no, just don't. not that one. That one's not good. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are your parents here, or where are your, where's your mm-hmm. family? Uh, they're in Worthington. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you go to school in Worthington, then? Uh, for the last three years of high school, yes. Okay. Um, I was born in Houston, raised for a couple of years in New Orleans. Oh, wow. Moved back to... Um, North Texas, which technically it's West Texas, mm-hmm. but it's it, right about about 60 miles from New Mexico. So like that area yeah. of Texas, okay. um, little town with a population of about 40. Oh, oh wow. wow. Um, That's a small that town. Is... Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Stoplight or no? Uh, uh, one stop sign. Stop sign. One stop sign. Okay. Um, we were, I did go to school 15 miles away, but it was West oh Texas, gosh. so it was uphill neither way. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, went to school there and through my freshman year of high school and then moved up here to Worthington. That's a rough time to move. It was odd. I spent the entire summer watching TV news and repeating everything I heard. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> well... I think that people thought I was a little uh, slow for uh, the first year because I would speak a lot like this to make sure that I did not drawl any of my vowels. Oh, oh wow. I didn't even think about that. I was yeah. going to ask if it was, yeah, that's the reason you watch the, the news mm-hmm. for the yeah. non-regional dialect. Non-regional yeah. dialect. Really? I still can't do a Texas accent. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you ever have one? Uh, I Or that you are aware of? I think so. I'm assuming I did. Okay. Um, I can do a pretty good cartoon sheriff Texas <laughs> accent, but yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't call it authentic by any stretch. But yeah, it. Um... Well, howdy, y'all. <laughs> okay, I was waiting. Thank yeah. you. You can't state that and then not do it. <laughs> this is not right. I'm Texas Pete. That's apparently his name. So, oh. yeah. uh, as far as I know, it's essentially to do it properly. Just eliminate. All spaces between words. Yes. Okay. All vowels need to be double vowels in your mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> and don't open your mouth. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. What yes. was the cause for the move here then? Um, my father was a pastor. And okay. he had been at the same church for, we'd been down there for 13 or so years. Okay. And uh, I guess a friend of his dropped off his resume up here in Worthington. And we ended up. Here. Where huh. did he preach in Worthington? Uh, Worthington Baptist. Okay. It was um, there right behind the uh, the firehouse on High Street, just north of okay. Worthington. I think that's where Matt's cohatch is now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. That's exactly where it is. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you went to, was, there was just one Worthington at that point. It was just Thomas, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was, I got here, I guess, the year after they split. 
So Kilborn. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I was part of the first class that went all the way through Thomas, though okay. I was only there for the last three years. Okay. So. How was that? Like, was the transition challenging? Did you find your way quickly? Or, I mean, especially coming from a small town. Um, I don't know. It was, it was interesting because there was an opportunity for reinvention mm. that I don't think I really fully recognized until a lot later in life. Yeah. That I went from um, playing football and doing, you know, going for like valedictorian mm. style grades to being way more choosy about what classes I devoted yeah. um, energy to huh. and switching over primarily to uh, theater instead of sports as a hmm. means of expression. Yeah. Hmm. So. so it was mostly high school you started doing theater. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that a Texas thing, though? I mean, were there opportunities for that there? Yeah, I was, I was force, forced to uh, do theater my freshman year of high school. It was the only opportunity that there was in town. They didn't do anything like that in, hmm. um, in the earlier uh, parts of the school system. But what we did was not a full production. We did a one-hour-long university interscholastic league competition cut of a show, and then what was it? Do you remember? Uh, yes, it was Arsenic and Old Lace. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, and we did all right. <laughs> we <laughs> the first time in Hereford High School history that um, Hereford High School had gotten out of the local part of the competition and we got to go to the Texas regional Ooh, part of the competition. Texas it was very regional. exciting. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Um, and so did that and then that was kind of my introduction to theater. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Wow. What did you do after high school? So after high school I went to Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, went through about nineteen majors. Um, I was doing some theater locally, um, shout out to, uh, reality theater, mm. uh, days of yore. Yeah. Wow. Um, I was doing that in waiting tables and. Where were you doing that? Uh, waiting tables. Uh-huh. Uh, Nancy Moretti's Pasta Amore on <laughs> North High Street. Oh my God. I remember that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was a great little place. Uh, fantastic cheesecake, mm. which I think qualifies as pie. Just to I was going to say, like, yeah. We're, yeah, it's okay. got all the elements of pie. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so waiting tables there, and um, ended up uh, one day I was stuck there, uh, kind of by myself, and some people were trying to go in uh, before we were open, and I mm-hmm. very imperiously kicked them out, and then they came back, and I still had to wait on them, and um, was trying to entertain them. They were there for a friend's birthday. I told them if they really wanted to, you know, um, show her uh, a great birthday, they should take her to see a show at uh, Reality Theater. Mm-hmm. And one of the women at the table uh, picked up on that, came to see the show that night, and we are about to celebrate our 22nd wedding anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's how you met. Yeah. Yeah. Just I was her waiter. very random. I was her waiter. Okay. Uh, she came to see the show that night, and neither of us was old enough to get a drink, so we went out and got a cup of coffee after the show. <laughs> um, what show was that? Uh, it was The Bacchae. Okay. So. Interesting. Hmm. Did yeah. she come by herself? Uh, no, she brought her sister, because her, okay. her sister was 15 at the time, I think, and had never seen hmm. uh, live theater, so used wow. that as an excuse, I Where think, Where did they to perform? Go. That was down um Right behind Bollinger Tower. Hmm. Uh, I don't even know where that downtown. is. Downtown. Um, it was the it was the building with the with the Mona Lisa um, mural downtown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little black box space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it was uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that just so you guys just met and that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we met on June 26th of 1997 wow. and got married on October 18th. Of that same year? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. 
Oh, yeah. I knew it was quick, but I didn't realize it was quick, quick. It was very quick. How did the family respond? Not well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've come around. Well, I, I would assume after. <clears throat> after 22 years? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And she's delightful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And super talented. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I know. It's, it really worked out in my favor, I think. You married up, I gotta say. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... I love you to pieces, but <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I definitely married up. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was one of those things where we were, as we were kind of talking through it, it was just like uh, kind of done shopping. So yeah, that's amazing. Where'd you get married? Uh, we got married at the <laughs> Topiary Garden behind the oh, library, yeah. and then yeah, our reception right. was at the uh, Museum of Art. Oh, that's, oh, that's awesome! Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's right uh, where I work. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, where I am my, my mother-in-law is a caterer. Um, oh, and so, oh, perfect. Uh, she had some connections. Okay. Um, so. Where in the museum? Because the wing, I mean, clearly the new wing wasn't there. Where'd you guys do it? The like, reception was in the Derby Court. Oh, nice. Uh, back when it was still mm-hmm. um, lower and, yep. the, and the kind of skylight roof was mm-hmm. lovely. and. Oh, that's awesome. All that kind of thing. How cool. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Um, where, did you, where did you live then after that? Like, let's see. Um, I let's see. We were in an apartment above Buckeye Donuts on High Street, <laughs> um, and then we moved out to Shawnee Hills mm-hmm. um, for a couple of years, and okay. then a um, couple of years later, we moved down to German Village. We were in German Village for like fifteen years, hmm. and now we are on the. Uh, west side is mm-hmm. the best side. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So. Okay, so so you guys, I mean, you were what, like 18, 19 when you got married? Um, I had just turned 21. Oh, okay. She was 20. Okay, so, so. super young. I don't math well. Um, when did you start doing, I mean, you were clearly already doing theater, but mm-hmm. when did your advancement into actors, because it was Actors Summer Theater for quite a while. Yeah. Um, so I was doing theater for a little while longer after we got married, and then I just sort of took a break from it Mm -hmm. for, like, four or five years. Okay. Um, was doing more, uh, poetry, performance poetry, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, decided to get back into theater, uh, at a company which shall remain nameless, um, realized uh along with um my my friend and um first life partner adam simon mm-hmm. uh that you know if we were going to be doing crap theater we could do crap theater on our own yeah and so we started our own company um foolish bison mm-hmm. we did bison for about five years uh shut that down and then i think it was 2010 uh, did my first show at Actors mm-hmm. and loved it. It was, you know, a five-minute walk away from the house. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's something really important about doing free art in public mm-hmm. spaces. Um, yeah. And so started doing that and mm. just dedicated my like arts career, I guess, to hmm. actors, yeah. and that's the, kind of the, the summary of it. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. It's, uh, like I said, I, I think it's critically important. Yeah. It, it's something that, in a lot of ways, um, is a little more, I don't know, it, it, it reminds me a little bit more of what theater could have been like 400 years ago mm-hmm. where you're not doing things that are quite as high-minded artistically right but at the same time you're not doing elite pieces in elite spaces only for the people who can afford it right and so it's accessible the, yeah and so I think the balance there is is interesting. It, you know. Do you hear a lot of stories of people that have never attended a theater and then come to a summer performance? Yeah, we we hear that um, pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we get one of my favorite things is a lot of times we'll get um, kids in the park and it's less at performances I think because there's once you get the audience there yeah. and everything's happening I think it's a little more daunting mm-hmm. but for rehearsals a lot of times we'll get kids you know five ten years old hmm. who'll come up and and watch big chunks of the performances oh, wow. and you can hear them talking about what's going on in, yeah. in a way that's like you know, some of this is Shakespeare, some of it's not. Right, right. But them being able to track what's going on during yeah. a rehearsal is beautiful. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. love when they can fill in, like, the negative spaces of, like, the things that you're not showing them, but mm-hmm. they kind of, mm-hmm. their, their brain, it's it's one of the best parts of the medium, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, especially with little kids, too. It's like when they can really follow mm-hmm. what's happening yeah. in the thing. It's, that's spectacular. Well, especially with Shakespeare, too, just because... I mean, I know even as for me, because I think my first classical experience was that play reading mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. I'd never done it. It's always been scary for me. Oh, yeah. And still to this day, it's like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. Now I'm coaching children on it, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Might be reaching out to you. <coughs> but it makes it so you guys do such a good job of taking that daunting piece out of it that it is accessible. And that's. That's the beauty of Shakespeare is that we're still doing it. Yeah. You know, it's it still makes sense in today's world. And there are things that we can connect to, even though it was written so long ago. Yeah. But he was, that, that Willie. He was I, okay. He did all right for He himself. did all right. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I think is, it's a little counterintuitive, I think, for a lot of actors now is that we're we're geared toward, we see a lot of, TV and movies, we see a lot of theater in intimate spaces. And so there's, there is a real beauty to the craft of like micro expressions mm-hmm. and just the tiny movements and things like that. Yeah. And um, it doesn't work in the park. Um, you don't get that option. <laughs> you, a lot of times what works in the park is performances that look almost vaudevillian. Mm-hmm. And, but it's because the people... 50 yards away can see you. Right. I always love being in the park and seeing the people around dog walking or mm-hmm. riding their bikes and just kind of pausing for a minute. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I'm sure you guys get a lot of that, but it's that's what I love about the space, that it is free. Mm-hmm. And it is your opportunity to see something that yeah. typically, well, it doesn't go on anywhere else. I think yeah. it's been attempted a couple other times. Mm-hmm. I know there was one up in Hilliard, Dublin, mm-hmm. area for a little bit. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. And but. I, you know, I think there are some great spaces around town that, mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, because I think that the the thing itself is important. Yeah, it's like please somebody, <laughs> somebody go use these spaces. <clears throat> yeah, because a lot of the, a lot of the people that I find myself most compelled by are the ones that walk to the park, mm-hmm. and so. Some of those neighborhood spaces, I think, should be used like that because it yep. is for the people that don't have, yeah, you know, that can't get themselves across town and like and pay forty bucks for a mm-hmm. ticket, yeah, <sighs> which is insane. Well, going to Otterbein, we have that beautiful amphitheater mm-hmm. in Allen Creek Park, and it devastated me for four years. Nobody did anything with it. Yeah, they're starting to now. They're doing. There's a couple kids productions that they mm-hmm. put on there, but it's like, why are we? a great theater school not using this space right. like we should. Right. I mean, even for the summer productions. Part of it, I think, it, it's a different technical world. Yeah. Um, you know, sound is always fun. Um, <laughs> and from a video production standpoint, outside, if you give me the option of shooting indoors or outdoors, I will choose indoors mm-hmm. every single yeah. time. Like, yeah. shooting well, outdoors is a huge problem. But you also run the you risk know. of weather and yeah i mean you've probably had seasons that are not great just because of the weather yeah i would assume i mean we you know we had a lot of weather interference this year yeah um where and it's things that you know if you look back at it on paper it's like why was this one why you know why was this night so weirdly low in attendance um and it's because oh yeah because it rained until six o'clock yeah so and people so just... people still showed up. We could still do the show, mm-hmm. but nobody wanted to go sit in the mud. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, it's easier to explain the ones that have 
you know, where it is raining. Mm-hmm. But then, perfectly lovely day, but it was 94 <laughs> degrees at 8 o'clock. <laughs> and I don't want an actor to pass out. Have you had an actor pass out before? Um, we have had a couple of really close calls. Okay. Um, so we we keep an eye on the heat, especially mm-hmm. because especially the shows that have a lot of like physical action or mm-hmm. slightly heavier costumes. We we try to make sure that the costumes are appropriate to the weather right. as much as we can, <laughs> or can be pulled up to mm-hmm. air the downward. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? What happens if an actor does? I've never even thought about that. Like, what happens if an actor does become incapacitated halfway through a performance? Like, what do you do? Well, um, we had that happen um, a couple of years ago. Oh my for God, that gives not, me anxiety just not, thinking. Not for <laughs> heat-related reasons. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, and one of the people who was playing a couple of minor roles yeah. um, was roughly the same size as them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put them in the just costume. Just the old switcheroo. Send them out on stage wow. with the script, and they were fantastic. That's amazing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool story, man. That's yeah. awesome. Well, and the audience gets it, I think. Yeah. I mean, the show must go on. Right. You know? <laughs> so you find a way to right. do it. Yep. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. It, and, you know, I, one of the, you know, you talk about, um, you know, actors. Actors love sharing stories. I think. What? No, we don't. Right? <laughs> um, I was having to explain to somebody the other day that no, actors don't actually sit around talking about how great they were in such and such. It's mostly, here's this disaster that yeah. nearly happened. Let me tell you about <laughs> the worst thing that ever, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get ducks walking across the stage. <laughs> Um, You've certainly had dogs, I'm sure. Oh, we've had dogs walking across the stage. Uh, this year, we had um, some kids who decided to make it their mission to, oh. um, to. There was one group of kids who was sort of harassing the audience, and that was oh, like lovely. Yeah, but we had this other group of kids who, nine years old maybe, hmm. decided that um, they were going to be just as daring as they possibly could be and walk across the stage in the middle of scenes. And hmm. so you're there, and you're partially trapped between, all right, kid, come on. Uh-huh. And at the same uh-huh. time, I applaud your temerity. Yeah. And our auditions are in March. Uh-huh. And yeah. I already know that you're comfortable getting on stage in front of 300 people. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's see what your mouth can do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But get off the stage. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think it was Little Women where we, I was watching a dog that was like, about a centimeter from coming up to oh, yeah. to see what's happening. Oh, yeah. Now, some of, there are some dogs in German Village who like to be seen, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> well, a lot of them are off leash. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And the owners probably should have them on leash, well, not for behavior. We but love for... all of our neighbors and supporters, I, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what? What other disasters have happened? I mean, outdoor theater is, it's a beast. Oh, yeah. Like, Um, completely unexpected. You have to be prepared for really anything, right? Yeah, there have been some, um, a lot of it is wildlife related. (laughs) Um, We had um, one of the the actors um, this year in Dangerous Liaisons had a cicada crawling up her leg under yeah. the skirt. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, gosh. And she played that role fantastically. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> just a little skirt shake at one point that was uh-huh. a, not quite in keeping with the scene. Um, <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorites was um, several years ago, we were doing um, the, the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged. Mm. And there is a lot of audience interaction with that show. Yeah. And we invited a young girl, six years old, uh-huh. uh, to come up and do one of the audience participation scenes. And she got up to the stage, and uh, she was clearly a little bit nervous, but yeah. she was um, she was there. She was going to do the work. Uh, her little sister, who was maybe eighteen months came crawling up the stairs <coughs> after her. And uh, one of the actors just looks around, picks up the baby, hmm. just carries the baby through the entire scene, about oh, halfway wow. through the scene, started just leaning his head into her 
as if she was feeding him his next line. Oh my god! For everything, it was one of the most beautiful oh, things cool. I've ever seen. Um, so there are things like that where, for a moment, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There, there was a time um, several several years ago that the power went out at the stage, and. Uh, different audience and cast members pulled their cars up and turned the turned their headlights on the stage. So oh my gosh, that's show. awesome! That's so cool. It's um, it, it is one of the things that I like about that space is mm-hmm. that the your capacity for disaster is so much greater. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I I think like you said, people people want it to happen, and yeah. there's a there's a real magic in seeing what solutions mm-hmm. end up being the solutions. Right. That's so crazy. So this is, what season is this of actors? I mean, I know actors reimagine because it's, mm-hmm. there's been, people have been doing stuff in the park for what, like 30 some years now? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been the same company with um, yeah. slight renamings. Right. Uh, but next year will be the 39th season oh in the park. Oh my gosh. That's crazy, um, and it's it's great. I mean, it's a it's a real privilege. There are people who there are people who I think have gone to every show in the park. Wow! And so that's amazing. It's and it's, it's free. Exactly, exactly. It's free. We do get by on the support of yeah. our audience because nothing that's free is free. <laughs> but. Um, but one of the things that I really enjoy about it is that somebody putting $50 in the basket mm. means that there are three or four people who don't have to. Yeah. You know, and that's, Absolutely. that's how a community can support itself and not get into some kind of weird classism with art. Yeah. But you guys also, I mean, the scripts that you do are typically royalty-free also, right? Um, I mean, for the most, I know there's some that aren't. Yeah, probably, I would say about 60% of what we do is royalty-free. Right. Because Shakespeare's Yeah, Shakespeare's good. Shakespeare's good. He's not collecting. Um, And there are hundreds and hundreds of years of fantastic plays um, that are Mm royalty-free. But at the same time... um, circling all the way back to uh, linguistics mm-hmm. we are you know we're, we're getting to the end of the age where we can easily understand early modern English yeah and I think that as theater folk we have to be aware of that mm-hmm. and start leaning more into modern English yeah um, using a little more wisdom when it comes to how we cut um, early modern English, mm-hmm. how we portray it. Right. Um, because you can still portray a lot physically even when people are only picking up about 70% of what's being said. Right. Right. But it's but it's more and more difficult um, to understand. Interesting. So do you know next year? Like next season? I know mostly, it's... Okay. Mostly I know, you know. don't have to say it. I won't say it. I, dang it. Okay, but... <laughs> we have our season announcement party coming up on October 4th. Oh, that's coming up. It is coming up. Ooh. Can yeah. anybody come? Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no. Uh, anybody, anybody can come to the season announcement party. Okay. Where are you having it? Uh, we are having it at the German Village Meeting House. Rock home. Tickets uh, will be available online okay. uh, at theatra <laughs> which will also have all of the information to correct everything that I just said. <laughs> you weren't prepared for that, were you? No, I wasn't. See, that's why I'm here. Throw you off a little bit. I appreciate Keep you it. on your toes. I appreciate it. <laughs> Are you excited about the next season, though? I am. And the shows that you're doing for next season, such as... Uh, Arsenic and Old Lace for 16 weeks. 
I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and then the Music Man after actually, that. You know what? Actually that weird. actually was the first show that I saw in oh, the park. Really? Yeah. Yes. Ah, when yeah. we first moved here, because um, mom's an opera singer, mm-hmm. and she, a couple of her compadres uh, with Opera Columbus or Columbus Light Opera, one or the other, were doing the Music Man mm-hmm. in the park. And my, mm. my now friend Jessica Grove played little Amaryllis on there. She's now Broadway and mm. incredible. Yeah. And But I remember seeing her and like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I the wanna... first show I saw in the park was my first summer here. Um, we saw 1776. And oh, wow. so I've thought for years and years and years that there need to be musicals back in the park. Is that a possibility? We're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. A lot of it has to do with... It's expensive. It, it is expensive, but... That's less of a priority for me mm-hmm. than um, it's a musical. You want the sound to be great. You want it's a musical. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're um, so we've been we've been trying to update and revise yeah. the sound system, and I think okay. we're we're on track. I'm hoping that we'll be able to do a musical in the park in 2021. I'll be there. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I. I there's always something about it. It's I've wanted to do outdoor theater. I've mm-hmm. never done it. Yeah. It kind of scares me a little bit. It's but a terrible idea and you'd be great at it. <laughs> it's, it's scary exciting. though. I know. Um it ruins you in some ways for yeah. um I don't know. Uh, I just directed a show indoors earlier this year and Which one did, did you do? Uh, I directed Beowulf, yeah. Yeah, we had Vitus on here. Yeah. Gosh, a long time. We've been doing like this for a while. Sorry, anyway. Decades. <laughs> no, it's December. We're but not it was there. delightful to know that we weren't going to be rained out. <laughs> you um, could do every performance. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how exciting it is to know that you can do a light shift in the first act because you don't have to worry about where the sun is. Oh. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I mean, there are some things that I miss about indoor theater. I yeah. will say that. But, um, yeah, th- w- Every once in a while, we'll do something that really catches some kind of uh, wave hmm. in the world. Yeah. And uh, a couple of years ago, we were we did um, Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of nights where there were twelve hundred people in the Are park. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh! And looking at that kind of an audience mm-hmm. makes it. It's a little odd when you go in um, somewhere else and, you know, sell out a place with 70 people. Yeah. And it seems, it's just very different. It's How very cool. different. What's the biggest crowd you've had? Was that one of them? Yeah, that was one of them. I think they, I think Pride and Prejudice topped out at like 1,300 and some. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. Um, we've had some things, uh, Robin Hood that we did like 10 years ago had, uh, a couple of thousand people audiences, but it ended up with like 12,000 people coming to see it overall. Oh gosh. And wow. so there are some things like that that just catch. Mm-hmm. And it's always it's always fun when it happens, but yeah. we try not to bank on it. Right. You know? It is. I mean, it's very unpredictable. Oh, yeah. But, but you're not having to worry about ticket sales, though, either. That's probably a little bit nice. Um, it, it is nice. Um, we do have... We've done some things over the past few years where you can you can reserve seats now. Um, we've got some okay. nice zero gravity loungers that Ooh. we'll set out ahead of time. So if you want to give us a donation up front, <laughs> yeah. um, we'll make sure that we've got a seat for you. You can huh. buy blankets now. And yeah. Yeah. if you buy a blanket online, we'll set it out in a nice spot. Oh, that's awesome. And you keep the blanket so you can just bring it back next time. I've always enjoyed, though, like... I don't know. I, I've, I've gone a couple of times literally just by myself, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I usually run into people because sure. I'm super shy, as you know, but, like, I don't know. It, it's There's something about being able to go there that doesn't feel like anything else. Yeah. Where you can... I agree. Where it's not weird to sit by yourself. Right. And <laughs> you can... And the, the sight lines in that space are... 
enormous and interesting. Yeah. And yeah. so if you decide, oh, actually, I really want to move over there. I mm-hmm. want to move over there. It's not difficult. You no. just move. Right. Um, and you can bring a bottle of wine. Not supposed to legally. So don't bring wine. <laughs> Do we need to edit that part? <laughs> um, of course, we respect all of the regulations of the city of Columbus. So do I. Pretty sure so City of Columbus can, is not down. You can that. bring food. <laughs> Absolutely. Bring food. Absolutely. You can bring snack uh, on cheese. And anything crackers. you like down there. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's great. <laughs> we might be editing that portion. <laughs> but no, I, I I love it. I think I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Like oh, thank you. Yeah. And and definitely getting some musicals in there, some Gilbert and Sullivan, I think. Yeah. You should definitely do that. <laughs> no, I, I, that's 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 what I want is just that. Uh, one of the things that I really love about it is that I think there's there is a sense of shared shared experience mm-hmm. that brings people together in a way that you can't do with. Um, it's one of it's. I think it's one of the last mediums where you're in living breathing space with um, with with the performers mm-hmm. with the the rest of the audience uh, in a way that you can just go and you can engage with them afterwards yeah. you're all part of right. the same community and you're mm-hmm. especially a part of a community like there together yeah and watching that happen even th- there's nothing like it mm-hmm. you know that's so cool yeah. What's your dream show that you haven't gotten to do yet? Because you've done a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Either acting in or directing. There are... One that I've been really interested in lately um, would not work at all in the park. <laughs> um, but there's It's a, Equus, isn't it? No. <laughs> no. Um, also, it would be interesting. Of, Might of break a couple the, more city ordinances. Of all of the shows that um, us gentlemen of a certain age are supposed to really be in love with, that was never one of the ones for me. Um, but that was a, a nice way of putting that. There's a, uh, there's a show called An Iliad that mm. is probably six or seven years old that... Um, I'm fascinated hmm. by. I, okay. would, I would like to work on that somehow. Yeah. It's, um, it's a retelling of the Iliad, yeah. but from a kind of modern perspective and a modern, modern thoughts about war and hmm. human communities and okay. things like that. Um, you know, so something really sad and navel gazing that people would <laughs> love in the park. It's, Bring your kids. It's a musical, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is a musical. Um, the ducks are going to love it. Oh, the pyrotechnics <laughs> will be amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Um, now, there's uh, what's been great, like some of the some of the little hidden gems that I've found over the years, uh, like um, Michelle Bat directed Emperor of the Moon for us mm-hmm. a few years ago. And there, so something like that, I think of as a real win for humanity Hmm. because it's a 17th century science fiction romantic comedy written by a woman. And that basically ticks every box for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Um, I think uh, Rossum's Universal Robots would be fun to do. I don't Um, know. It's a. 1920 play by a Czech playwright uh, that's about uh, it's a little bit about um, communism and a little bit about um, you know the rise of of the robots and robots discovering love and there's something about it that huh. is fascinating and difficult and, yeah. and I think never quite too old to think about yeah interesting yeah I dig it Oh yeah, let's do it, it's and fun. that's on next season. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I'm really trying here. Yeah, I'm gonna, no. Um, okay. You're not going to slip up. I know. No, I won't. I um, know. I wish, but no. <sighs> Alas. Yeah. No. Uh, we'll we're, just have we're to come on October waiting, We're waiting on the actual robots to arrive. Yeah. And so we think they won't be done right. until like 2025. Hmm. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. So. You can't do puppets for that one. No, can't do puppets, but okay. you know one of the shows in 2025 now. 
<sighs> You're just not going to give in, are you? No. Okay. I know. <laughs> Dang it! That's all right. So, plug us. What, what, can we, what can we see soon? Do we have to wait till the summer? Are you doing anything um, in between now and then? Uh, we will be uh, coming back to we were we've been doing a couple of different um readings every month yeah you still Um, doing the underground uh we're going to be restarting the underground okay so details about that will be coming out soon okay um so the shakespeare underground where we just read through plays and do kind of you know semi-performances of uh plays that maybe we shouldn't have forgotten about (laughs) a lot of them are fun yeah um so we'll be doing that uh last year's smash hit William Shakespeare's Fight Night um, I can announce we will be going back to we will be having another William Shakespeare's Fight Night details about that will okay. be announced right. but, uh, you know our, our WWE Shakespeare mashup yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a great time that sounds amazing uh, it was it was fantastic and, and um, Petruchio now holds the belt okay. and uh, I think it's time for someone to to take him down uh oh yeah yeah it's about time. <laughs> That's awesome. No, we, we will be announcing everything in early October, okay. and we've got a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Where can we find you online? I am personally trying to stay No, I know, I'm not meaning you. But um, Actors Theater is <laughs> www.theactorstheatre.org. Yes. Um, when, you see, when you say theatre, you mean T-R-E. Yes. T-R-E. Okay. And that I mean, has I like links the way you to it, all of our social media. Yeah. Very good. Very good. That's awesome. And then we'll all stalk you on yes. Facebook as well. Yeah. Because uh, that's fun. Which is fantastic because I won't see it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love you. You're wonderful. Thank you <laughs> Thank for you. coming on. Thank you for and if you, if you like this podcast, you know, share it. Sharing is caring, as That's, Ben always says. I do. I do. I'm saying it less these days. I know, because, because I'm taking over. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I'm that. finally getting over my fear of having to close my own show. <laughs> I'm pretty excited by this fact. I don't know why you had a fear I of don't that. Know, because it's, it's formatted. There's I things I have to say, and then I have to think about what I'm saying. I know. I usually don't. It's rough. I know. It's rough. You I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's rough to, act in the, to ask an actor to remember some things to say. And it is. You're asking a lot. Well, anyway, like, like us and share us. <laughs> <laughs> share on Facebook, SoundCloud, <clears throat> iTunes, do all that good stuff. Yeah, Facebook primary landing page. Ask us questions. Suggest Maybe. hosts. Or, no, not hosts. Suggest guests. Yes, <laughs> not hosts. Oh, you're trying to get we, rid of we, me. We, we've got all the hosts we need on wow. the show. Wow. I just got fired from my own podcast. <laughs> I'm so Fantastic. Sorry. You want to do a podcast? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Speak Easily with Philip J. Hickman. <laughs> Go. No, just kidding. And hey, you know what? Uh, keep an eye out for those bath salt zombies. Dun, dun, dun. And keep on trucking. <laughs> Foxland Media. Think big.